Praise Lord everyone. You are listening to Bible Doctrines, Demystified, a special series by Rev. Dr. Raj Das and Sajiva Wahini. This audio series is also available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Listen, share and subscribe. Dear friends, it's a great joy that I could interact with you this day also. And the title of my message today is a single desire that brought great blessings. A single desire that brought great blessings. Just to refer this to a particular verse in the scriptures, let me read to you Luke's Gospel, 19 chapter, verses 1 to 6. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus who he was. He could not because of the crowd, for he was short stature, so he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Dear friends, who was this Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a tax collector, a very rich man, but he had one problem, he was very short. It is said that he used to have a, a, a tall slave who used to carry him on his, on his shoulder. But maybe on this particular day when Jesus was passing by Jericho, that slave was not there. So what happened was this man Zacchaeus had a deep desire to see Jesus. Who was Jesus? What type of person he is? So as Jesus was passing by Jericho, he was trying to see Jesus. Now dear friends, Jericho was a cursed city. This was the last time that Jesus was passing through Jericho. Now, this world is full of curses. The, world, the whole world is full of evil. Now, after 2000 years of that experience that Zacchaeus had, Jesus is still passing through. Now, he is passing through as a judge. He longs to look at the desire that you have in your own heart. He wants to come and help you. He wants to save you. He wants to bless you. A day is going to come when Jesus will come back again as a judge of this world. Today, he is passing by as he was passing by Jericho. He looks at the desires that are in our own heart. Now, look at the desire of this man. A single desire that brought great blessings in his life. I want to present this to you on the foreheading. Study of Zacchaeus' life and what happens when Jesus comes in and how salvation could come to this man's life and how about your life. The first point is about Zacchaeus. The word Zacchaeus means pure. He was not really pure. He had a good name that he was pure. He was not pure. Nowadays, many people have beautiful, good names, good Christian names, but there's nothing to do with your own life. How are you in the presence of God? Now, many people try to have things of this world. They are not longing for anything else. This man was very rich. If he had to get some money as a, uh, to collect tax, he used to get more. He used to get more from people. He was becoming very, he was an unrighteous person. But his name was very good, pure in Greek. Zacchaeus means pure in Greek. Now, many people have a wrong ideology of what is blessing. Uh, sometime back, I was listening to a small testimony of a small child, I would say, in a television show. And this boy was telling that he went to heaven and he saw heaven full of gold and silver and diamonds and everything. You know, what type of idea these children get when they just tell about this type of prophecies, this type of revelation that they had had from heaven? Sometimes, you know, some our own children are not being led 
properly. Now, Zacchaeus was a money-minded person, but there is one good desire in his heart. He wanted to see Jesus who he was. That desire became a blessing for him. Now, what are the desires that you have in your own heart? This man, Zacchaeus, was not able to see Jesus because of two reasons. One, his own problem. He was of short stature. He was a dwarf. So, he was not able to see Jesus in the crowd. Now, many people have something wrong in their own heart that prevents them from seeing Jesus, from having interaction with Jesus. You must understand what are the hindrances that you have in your own heart that prevents you from receiving the blessings from the Lord. Let me read to you Isaiah 59 chapter verses 1 to 3. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, nor his ear heavy that he cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated you from God, and his sins have hidden his face from you, so that he, he will not be able to hear your prayer. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers are with full of iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue has muttered perversity. Now, dear friends, we must understand when we come to God, what hinders us from seeing God. Many people have very perverted idea about God. They have not tasted God. They have not known the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit is not in them. They have some idea about God. Now, you must understand what hinders you from coming closer to the Lord. What hinders you from receiving all the beautiful blessings that God has prepared for you? Now, is it unwilling to leave sinful pleasures? Or is it a rebellion against the truth of God? Or is it pride and arrogance that you have in your own heart? So, this man had one problem in him. And there is another problem. He could not see Jesus because of the crowd, external reason. In, in a crowd, you may not be able to see the Lord. You have to go to your own room. Shut the do room, shut your door and pray to God in secret. God will listen to your prayer. You know, I'm not telling that we should not go to meetings. There are big meetings are conducted. People go and try to receive some blessing. Sometimes they may not be able to receive the blessings. You may not be able to see the Lord Jesus in a crowd because the crowd may hinder you. There are many believers who are hindering other people from coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ. In some homes, parents are hindrances for the salvation of their own children or maybe relatives. They try to hinder the salvation of their own people. Now, we must understand these two aspects. This man had two problems. One is his own short stature. Another is the crowd. They were not allowing him to see the Lord Jesus. He wanted to do something to overcome these two barriers. He ran ahead out of the crowd. He just went up a tree, sycamore tree, so that he can see Jesus as he would pass by that way. What are you doing in your own life to overcome the hurdles that are there that prevents you from seeing the Lord Jesus Christ? His intention was good. He wanted to see Jesus, but he tried to go up a sycamore tree. Imagine if he's sitting, uh, sitting on the sycamore tree, as Jesus would pass by, he will have a glimpse of the head of the Lord Jesus Christ. That was all. But the beautiful thing that we hear, see here is Jesus understood his desire. Jesus knows all about you, all about me. None of us is hidden before the Lord. Zacchaeus could not see Jesus, but Jesus saw his desire. Jesus knew about him. Now, Jesus knows all about us. He knows all about us. He knows all about your family, the problems that you are facing, your thought life, your actions, your words, everything he knows. Now, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. Jesus is able to see you. Jesus is able to see you. He knows you by name. The word of God says in Luke 12, 8, Also I say to you, 
whoever confesses me before men him the son of man will confess before the angels of god no heaven is a place from where god is able to understand everything when you confess jesus before other people god is able to confess your name before the angels years back when i was in karuna university serving the lord i was passing through a gloomy situation one particular person was giving me a lot of heartache in that situation i was really depressed and sorrowful and at that time the lord took me to kuwait to preach god's word and when i landed in the uh, house of my cousin sister um i i had to stay there and that evening i had to preach i my relatives are gone for work i was all alone i was so depressed in my heart i said lord today evening i have to preach what am i going to preach suddenly the lord jesus spoke to me and said rajadas you are known in heaven your name is being spoken of in heaven jesus knows you by name when you long for him he speaks to angels about you this is what the scripture says so when zacchaeus had this desire to seek jesus see jesus jesus saw him when jesus came to that place he looked up and saw him and he spoke to him zacchaeus make haste and come down now look at the desire of zacchaeus he wanted to have a passing glimpse of the lord jesus christ jesus saw the desire gave him more than he could ask for more than he could ever desire jesus said make haste and come down i want to stay in your house as i told you zacchaeus's intention was good to see jesus but he went up jesus said come down a person who is proud cannot see jesus jesus said come down from your pedestal humble yourself and i will i will accept you now jesus told this man come down make haste and come down don't slow make haste and come down i wish to stay in your own house jesus is longing to stay in your own house he is not an occasional visitor he will not pass by he wants to stay there bring salvation there and be with you for ever Look at the beautiful scene here. Jesus saw this man. He said, "Make haste and come down. I wish to stay in your own house." What was the response of this man? He made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Have you received Jesus joyfully? Don't allow him to pass by. Don't allow Jesus to pass by. Now, he received Jesus joyfully, took him home. and when people saw it again the crowd was hindering him when the people saw him they all complained saying he has gone to be guest with a sinner he has gone to stay in a sinner's house now dear friends when jesus was taken by this man to his own house he just made a declaration he made a declaration and people were murmuring because jesus went into this house he went to stay in a sinner's house he began to declare and so look lord what i have taken wrongfully i will return fourfold and half my property half my money i give to the poor then jesus said today salvation has come into this house salvation has come into this home dear friends many people do not understand the implication of what this man did he had amassed wealth by wrong means he declared openly and said lord i will give it give back fourfold I'll give back fourfold and also half my property I give to the poor. Now dear friends, when I came to know the Lord, I did not know about restitution, but the Lord taught me what I should do. When I was in college doing my studies, the Lord Jesus touched me. I used to feel well, I'm not smoking, I'm not drinking, I'm not having any relationship with girls, so I'm good. But I was a hectic movie goer 
and I used to write false account to my parents and get money and go to go to hotels and eat with my friends. That was what I was doing. But when Jesus convicted me of my sin, I came home, I pressed the calling bell, my parents came to the door and I said, I'm not worthy to come into the house. I was in tears. I said, I've been deceiving you. I've been a liar. I've been putting on a facade as if I'm good. Then my parents also wept. They accepted me. I confessed all my inner life to them, con confessed my sins to them, and the Lord saved me. He came into my heart. Now, dear friends, we must understand certain things that we have to do. I'm not telling that we have to gain salvation by doing certain things. But look at this particular verse. I'll read from Matthew's Gospel, 3rd chapter, verses 4 to 9. John the Baptist was preaching, and John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all region around, around Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his, him for baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers! Who want you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these sto stones. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Now, John the Baptist was not mincing any words. He said, Brood of vipers. Now, he, we need not tell people all these words. But what I'm trying to say is, he was not patting on their shoulder and telling, Oh, you're all coming to hear me, coming to hear God's word. You're good people. No. He said, bring you forth fruits unto repentance. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Um, if you, I mean, last year, I think, I spoke to an auto driver who was a non-Christian. I spoke to him about Jesus Christ. And he said that he went to a particular church for four days, four Sundays. And he stopped. I said, why did he stop? Why didn't you go? You know, what he told was an eye-opener for me about some pastors. He said, I am not changed. I am not really changed. But my pastor is asking me to take baptism. Now, this particular pastor had no guts to tell this man. He had no sense to tell this man, repent for your sin. Confess it. This man had more understanding of salvation than that pastor. Many people do God's work like this. When people came to John the Baptist for baptism, he said, bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. Bring forth fruit worthy of repentance. What do I say? What should we do? Now, imagine a man who is stealing something from somebody. I mean, money or anything. If he keeps it in his own house and say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I believe on the Lord, he's a hypocrite. Not that let me be very clear. It is not that we do certain things for salvation. Salvation is exclusively by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. His death and resurrection. There is no other way of salvation. But we have to do certain things if it is needed. Now, when there are things that have to be rectified, restituted, do it. If not, your salvation will be not complete. Now, I have in my counseling career, I have come across many people who go to church, take baptism, everything is over, but still they are not able to overcome their sinful passion. Their hearts are not right before God. Why? Maybe because of lack of depth in repentance. If the repentance is not deep enough, this problem will be there. Or sometimes, lack of restitution. Wherever it is possible, if you have grieved somebody, go and say, I'm sorry. I have done something wrong against you. I just grieved you. Say sorry. Why not you do that? 
This is what the word of God teaches. But many people do not speak about it. Many people do not teach about it. They speak about hyper grace. The word of God says, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. The word became flesh, dwelt amongst us, full of grace and truth. Don't divide grace and truth. Grace is there. Yes, grace is there. Jesus' grace is enough for us. But at the same time, truth is there. When your hands are guilty, when your heart is defiled, when you've done something wrong against God, go and restitute. Jesus told this man, today salvation has come into this house. Salvation has come into this home. Now, have you been able to receive salvation in your own heart? Many people do not know whether they're saved or not. When I was um, a teenager, one pastor asked me, are you saved? I said, I think that I am saved. At least I had that knowledge of not, not having a clear understanding about my salvation. Later, when Jesus came into my heart, I knew that Jesus had come in. Jesus told this man, today, salvation has come into this house. Now, how to have Jesus in your own heart? How to receive him in your own home? Jesus gives a very simple dictum. John's Gospel, 14, chapter 23rd verse. Jesus answered and said unto him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him. We will come to him and make our home with him. Now, when you hear God's word, if there is love in your heart, how can you have love for Jesus? Unless you understand his love for you, you will have no love for him. When you read God's word, when you understand the gospel, you will understand his love for you. So when you reciprocate that love, it means you obey God's word. The word of God is simple. The word of God is profound. It is very vast, but it is simple. You can obey God's word if you have a mind to obey God's word. So when you obey God's word, Jesus said, if a person loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him. We will come to him and make our abode with him. My dear friends, how is your life? Are you keeping your life clean? Are you keeping your home clean? Are you keeping your heart clean before the Lord? Jesus wants to come and stay in you. You must be able to confess all your needs to God. Make bare your own heart before God so that you'll be clean before the Lord. Now, after salvation, what you need to understand is you have to keep your heart right before God continuously. Sins are forgiven. God, when a person comes to Christ and humbles himself and receives his salvation, your sins are forgiven. John's Gospel First chapter 12th verse says, As many as received him, even to them who believe on his name, he gives power to become the sons of God. When you receive Jesus, there's a process of becoming the child of God. He gives the power of choice to choose what God wanted you to choose. It's not simply going to a church and raising your hand and telling praise the Lord, hallelujah, and that you accept Jesus. It is not enough. What you need to understand is, when you really humble yourself before the Lord, as this man humbled himself before the Lord, Salvation will come to your heart. You will know when you are saved. Many people have no idea whether they are saved or not. This man knew that he was saved and he was able to have the joy of the Lord in him. He did certain things to clear, make things more clear. He was able to restitute certain things and Jesus came into his house. Jesus came into his heart. Jesus came into his home. Now, imagine, suppose your boss wants to come and visit your home. And suddenly he just phones up and says, I'll be there within 20 minutes. Your house is in, uh, in confusion. Lot of dirty things are there. House is not clean. You're not prepared your house to receive your boss. Suppose just before his 
coming you gather all the dirty things dirty clothes and all puts it you put it in a room and lock it up and the boss the your boss comes and says let me see your your house let me see all your rooms you bought a new house let me look at all the rooms would he be able to open the door and show him what is inside many hearts are like this people sit before the before the television people sit before the television look at all rubbish look at dirty movies and serials and people look at pornography and their minds are full of rut and when jesus comes in what will he see there will he be happy there once you accept jesus no for sure he forgives your sin if you confess it clearly on the other side sinful nature will be there continuously nobody can totally eradicate sinful nature sinful nature will be there what you need to have is you must be filled by the holy spirit on daily basis that cannot happen unless you have the habit of praying in the presence of god take spending quality time in the presence of god and also reading god's word meditating god imbibe the word of god jesus said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god this particular man zacchaeus he wanted to see jesus who he was look at the beautiful desire that this man had do you know who jesus is unless you are saved unless you are born again unless you are a praying person unless you are a person who meditates god's word you will not be able to tell other people about jesus jesus who is jesus jesus is only begotten son of god he died for your sins he can forgive all your sins jesus loves you in spite of your sinfulness he loves us always his love is always constant when we do something against god he is grieved but he doesn't hate us he doesn't hate us he is not happy about the death of any sinner jesus will never cease from loving you he knows all about you all about your sorrows all about your problems all the difficult situation that you go through he has remedies for all all your problems now why people are not able to receive the remedy from the lord they don't go to him i have come across many families who tell me about their own problems i have financial problems this problem that problem my daughter is having uh, she is sick many problems are told i mean they tell about many problems when i ask them about their prayer life prayers life is almost nil why not you spend time in the presence of god spend quality time in the presence of god so that your heart will be filled by the holy spirit and the spirit of god can control your old nature st paul says carnality cannot obey god will not obey god you must have the holy spirit in you be filled by the holy spirit on daily basis so that you will be in a position to live a life of life that is overcoming the sinful nature can be controlled must be controlled by the holy spirit only when you see jesus you will be like him till such time you'll have to sanctify yourself daily you'll have to cleanse yourself daily st paul said grieve not the holy spirit of god whereby you are sealed under the day of redemption so dear friends know who jesus is he knows about all all your problems he is only way to heaven there is no way of escaping the hell fire except through the path that god has designated for you in jesus christ he is going to come again he is going to judge the world they don't worry don't think about hyper grace it is not possible for you to do continue to do all sins and fail everything is all right no walk in the light of god he will tell you what is right what is wrong he looks down and tells you 
I want to stay in your own home. How many of you are having Jesus in your own heart, in your own home? Dear friends, in the Wild West years back, there was a man who was uh, having, was gambling with other friends in a tavern and there was some scuffle. He took his six-shooter and killed another man. This man who commit, committed murder, he was caught by the sheriff and put in prison and he had to go and meet the judge. But before that, some of his friends went to the judge and said, look here, sir, this man is a good man. He's a good man. But somehow, because of some situation, he just committed this murder. So please have mercy on him. Release him. This judge said, I'll try. I'll try. What this judge did was, he disguised himself as a pastor, took a Bible in his hand, and wrote a letter of pardon and kept it in the Bible. He went to the prison to meet this man. So the, the jailer came and told this man, look here, he's a pastor who is waiting to look at you, waiting to talk to you. And this man screamed at the jailer and said, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to meet the pastor. I don't want to talk about the Bible. I don't want to hear anything from about Jesus. He screamed at the jailer and said, I don't want to see the pastor. Again, this man went and said, um, the jailer said, give one chance. The pastor want to come and talk to you something that is beneficial for you. No, I don't want to look at a pastor. I don't want to hear anything from the Bible. What happened was the judge who was disguised as a pastor went away sorrowful. And later his friends came and said, did the judge come and meet you? We went and persuaded the judge to come and talk to you or rather give you a chance to I mean, uh, release you from prison. And they said, no, the judge never came to me. Then he understood that the judge had come to him disguised as a pastor carrying a Bible. He wrote a letter to the judge and said, please reconsider my plea. Release me. The judge, you know what he did? He took a pen and wrote across, I am no more interested in you. I am no more interested in you. Jesus is passing by. You long to see him. You may have a pure name, but are you really pure in your own heart? Zacchaeus sought to, Jesus, sought to see Jesus, who he was. And this desire brought great blessings in his life. You know, you may have a lot of desires. We are capable of having desires. Our desires determine our decisions. Our decisions determine our destiny. Let me repeat it again. Our desires determine our decisions. Our decisions determine our destiny. My dear friends, I tell you, God is there for you. Jesus is passing by. Don't allow him to pass by. Have a desire to see him. He will talk to you. When you obey him, he will come into your heart and stay in your own heart. Shall we look to God in prayer? Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, and praise you for this joy that you've given to us to listen to your word. I pray for all these people, O oh Lord. They may have their own problems. They may have their own sinful nature. They may have their own sinful habits, O oh God. I pray that you may talk to them, O oh God. Let them have a desire in spite of their own situation, in spite of their own failures. Let them cultivate this desire to seek you as Zacchaeus had. Lord God, you are able to understand the situation of everyone who heard your word today. Reach out to them, O oh Lord. Talk to them, O oh God. Give them a heart that will seek you, O oh Father. Bless everyone, O oh Lord. My heart cries that you will meet everyone who are not saved. Enter into your life, O oh God. Enter into their own home, O oh God. Live with them, O oh Father. Let them have the word of God in their hearts. Seal the word of God that they heard today in their own hearts, O oh God. 
Pour into their hearts a deeper spirit of prayer. Let them cry unto thee, O Lord. I give you all the glory. I give you all the glory. Let me have the joy in serving you till the last breath. In Jesus' almighty name I pray. Dear friends, you may have a lot of desires, but I would encourage you to have this one desire of seeking Jesus. You'll definitely be blessed by his visit. The Lord bless you. And if you have any problem, you connect with me through to my mobile number. I'll be happy to pray for you and counsel you. The Lord bless you.